0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day, at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a
1: Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. FedMed at Wednesday. We've got stocks fluctuating, now trading lower, and this update brought to you by Instinct Equities. From Bank of America Merrill Lynch, your access to informed insights, market color, and unique liquidity. Instinct Equities, that's the power of global connections. Now let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call.
0: Here he is, the one and only Bill Maloney. Hey, good afternoon, Charlie. Mayor's averages are quiet today with the Dow currently down four points. SPs are a little changed, and Nasdaq falls nine and a half. The small cap six hundred is down three points, and the US ten yield at one point. Five five percent. Six out of 10 SB sectors are higher, led by gains in utilities, financials and consumer staples. Consumer discretionary and telecom led to the downside. Dow Transports rise 12 points. biotech's fall five. Utilities gain eight. And the VIX is down by one point four percent. Dow leaders included 3M, DuPont, and Pfizer, while Cisco, McDonald's, and Intel led to the downside. In the retail space, Staples, Target, and Lowe's all fell after their results, while Urban Outfitters soared as much as 19% after its earnings. After the bell tonight, look for earnings from Cisco. Estimates are for $0.60. Earnings revenues of twelve point five seven billion. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie.
1: All right, thank you very much, Bill Maloney, and to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S Q U A W K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash.
0: You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
2: Another chapter for Barnes & Noble. Well, it's beginning with a stock decline of nearly 12% today after its CEO, Ron Boar, was ousted. Apparently, he's not the right person to revamp a bookstore chain. Obviously, he's struggling to compete with Amazon and other online sellers. For anybody, though, who likes going into those big Barnes and & Nobles and having a cup of coffee and- Looking at books, this is kind of a dark cloud. Matt Townsend is here, retail reporter for Bloomberg News, and he's uh, been taking a look at this today. So, uh, you know, the CEO ouster is one thing, and then there's these, there's these big forces that are pushing against Barnes & Noble. But let's start with the CEO. What happened?
3: Well, he was there barely over a year. And, you know, when he was hired, it was seen as a guy who had a ton of experience in retail. He worked for Toys R Us, Best Buy, um, and his big idea was, you know, books, much Very competitive market, so we're going to put more non-book things in Barnes & Noble, more toys, more accessories, gifts. Um, they recently announced uh, that they were going to start testing putting beer and wine in their stores, which for a lot of people made a lot of sense because that goes well with reading books and their cafes and things like that. Um, so we don't really know the behind the scenes why he was actually ousted. The results have been – Mixed. Um, you know, it's not drastic declines right now in the, in the business. They've kind of stabilized. Um, but at the end of the day, this is still Len Riggio's company. He founded it over 50 years ago. He's still the chairman. He was set to retire in September, kind of walk away and just be a board member, no longer chairman. He is now staying going to find a new CEO and run the company while they look for the next CEO. Is this really a
1: bookstore company, or is this a real estate business that happens to sell books and whatever else they can sell in those large square foot print? You know,
3: <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's it's definitely shifting away from a bookstore that they have to, and that's their diversifying. As far as real estate, I mean, I, th- I believe most of their stores are just leased, um, so it's not like they own a bunch of real estate uh, that's worth a lot of money. They're going
1: to let the leases roll off. That's what they've, mean, been they've been doing. doing it, that's right. what
3: they've been doing. They've been. Um, uh when a lease comes up they either get out of it or they renegotiate it um but i will say you know one thing that going for barnes and noble is that the publishing industry does not want to see barnes and noble go away because then they'd be left with dealing with just amazon which is not a good uh thing for them to have to the publishers so the publishers will probably and the mall owners like barnes and noble too because it draws a lot of foot traffic even if you no know, people aren't always buying books when they go in the stores so are reasons why barnes and noble Probably has a much longer life than maybe some other retailers because publishers, publishers want to keep them in business, and the the malls really the like them.
2: Okay, But Bloomberg News, your team reporting that you're you're reminding us that Amazon's testing physical bookstores could ultimately open hundreds of them. So obviously, if Amazon is thinking of doing this, it, it's not like there's something just totally oh, you're there's there's no reason to be a brick and mortar bookstore. And Barnes and Noble has the brand. Barnes and Noble. That's right. Yeah, know? they
3: do. Um, what Amazon does with a physical location would probably incorporate, you know, places to a place to pick up your packages and stuff uh-huh. like that. So it'd be, you know, it's branding. It's they could sell all their, you know, their their um, their tablets and things like that. But um, that's true. I mean, you know, uh, e-books are have taken away some of the market share for physical books, but e-books have kind of plateaued They're, They've. They're 15%, 20% of the market, roughly. So people are still reading a lot of physical books. Um, I mean, one really strong part of the book market that mm-hmm. hasn't been taken over at all by eBooks is children's books, for example. And Barnes & Noble, even before uh, Ron Boire got there, had made a push to put more children's books in their stores, make, put more places for kids to read, kind of like a sort of pseudo-library. Uh,
1: the stock is down more than 11% right, right. now. When I took a look at the uh, the uh, the release, the earnings release, you're talking about a uh, retail sales decline of more than 2%. Yeah. You look at the Nook Sale division, that's down 20%. At what point does this become a business that is just about saving the jobs of the 28,000 people that work there rather than about growing the business? Can this go on indefinitely?
3: I mean, I – that's basically the conundrum with every brick and mortar sort of traditional retailer out there. It's how do you manage a, a slow decline? There's a lot of growth out there for any retailer <clears throat> that has physical stores nationwide. So with Barnes and Noble, yeah, that is, you're managing a decline. Um, you know, they, they made this big push into digital books with the Nook and had these Nook tablets and for a while they were okay and, and did pretty well, but eventually they got crushed. By, uh Amazon and uh, iPads and everything else. So it's a much diminished business as far as that. But yes, no, I think a big part of this is how do you manage a declining business and how do you sort of stabilize it? Getting back to a growth business, I mean, that seems out of the question.
2: Well, of course, part of the backdrop has been some weak retail segments. So it's not just Barnes & Noble when you look at the consumer, but in, quickly, uh, analysts, uh, what, what are they saying about Barnes? Is there anybody out there saying, oh, it's beaten up,
3: buy it? Um, I haven't seen that, but... You know, if the stock is – every when a stock is selling them, then someone's buying it, obviously. So, um, you know, it's, it still has ca- positive cash flow. It still is profitable. Um, it doesn't have a lot of debt to deal with. It's, it's in pretty good shape. All right, Matt Townsend, thank you very much
1: for joining us. He's a retail reporter for Bloomberg, giving us the lowdown on Barnes & Noble. The shares down more than 11%. This is Bloomberg.
2: This Olympic update is brought to you by your Tri-State BMW centers. Visit them online at tristatebmw.com. At BMW, they only make one thing, the ultimate driving machine.